This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Brent. You're listening to the LJS Podcast, episode number 22, where today we're going to be talking about how to play at fast tempos and not get burned, how to play up tempos and not completely fall on your face. I I know a lot of us have done that. I've done that before. And so today I'm going to be sharing with you some very specific tips and exercises that can help you avoid this and be able to play at these tricky fast tempos better. But before I do that, I just want to say that if you get value out of today's podcast episode, consider adding value back. This podcast It's 100% supported by listeners like you. So if you get some value out of this today, click on the support button below if you're on the website. If you're not on the website, you can go to learnjazzstandards.com slash support and leave us a monthly, annual, or one-time donation there. So we really appreciate it. Thanks so much. All right, fast tempos. Does this scenario sound familiar to you? Someone is taking a solo, this is at a gig or a jam session or, or whatever it may be, and it's going to be your turn to take the solo next. This is a blazing fast tempo uh, on a song, like say it's Cherokee, and it's going really fast. It's, you know, you're having a hard time keeping up with the tempo and where, where you're at in the songs. So you're hanging on for dear life, and you haven't even started taking a solo yet. And suddenly the soloist before you ends their solo and your body's already tensed up and you already have a prepackaged lick, you know, in your head that you're going to start your solo off with. You play that lick really fast and all of a sudden it's off to the races and and it's the song is speeding relentlessly forward. You're playing a bunch of jumbled up notes, panicking, trying to keep up with the music. You make a silent plea for mercy and as you slide into the home on the, the the home run stretch on the last bit of your solo, you feel this this terrible feeling in your gut like you utterly failed. It was a miserable attempt. Maybe you got lost in the middle of the song because you just couldn't keep up. And so you go home and you swear that you will never let that happen again, that fast tempos will never get the better of you. Have you ever felt that way? I, I know I have. I, I think all of us have at some point in our jazz journey. And it really doesn't matter if you're, you know, an advanced player or if you're a beginner. At one point, you do have to deal with this. You have to deal with fast tempos. Fast tempos are an essential element to playing jazz music. You're not always going to be able to play those comfortable medium tempos or those slow ballads, which of course, playing at slow tempos also has its sets of challenges. You're going to have to play at fast tempos. And so you're going to have to learn how to deal with them. So 
it's incredibly important for us to talk about fast tempos today. And I want to go over some things that I've learned from my teachers. I've learned from my mentors. I've learned from experience and different things that I've worked on over the years to kind of tackle these fast tempos, you know, because I've had those experiences before and I did go home and I did say, I need to go and practice this. I need to figure this out. And I asked my teachers about it. How do I do this? And in particular, I I have a gig every other uh, Wednesday of the month at a club in New York City here called Fat Cat. And the band leader, he calls fast tunes all the time. And so, you know, you bet that right before that gig, you know, a couple days before that gig, I'm always working with the metronome at fast tempos. And it's just something that you continually have to work on. It's it's a continual development. It's a continual thing you're always working on. So I'm going to go ahead and share some of the things I've learned about this. Let's go ahead and jump on in. So one of the first things I want to mention about playing at fast tempos, which has nothing to do with methodology, but everything to do with your frame of mind is relaxing. Now, the tendency when we're playing fast tempos is to tense up. We, we It's almost like we're bracing ourselves for something to come, you know, like you feel this this fast tempo coming up and your your body tenses up. You you try to feel all the quarter notes in your head and, and everything gets really tight and tense and and Really, to play fast tempos, you have to do the exact opposite. You have to be completely relaxed. Um, you you really have to uh, just relax your body and and kind of change your frame of mind. And and there's some ways like me- with method that we can actually apply that, which I'm going to go over in a second. But first, you got to think about training your mind this way. And I've been confronted with this a few different times. Um, kind of the first time I think someone really mentioned me being tense when I was playing was uh, my freshman year of college. I was going to a college in Seattle called Cornish College of the Arts, and um, I was kind of, uh, you know, jamming with one of the, of the better players. I had asked if I could jam with him, and he uh, he said yes. And so we were jamming together, and, and I'm a guitar player, and, and he was also a guitar player, so we were, we were playing duo, and... You know, after we were done playing a song, he mentioned to me, he said, hey, man, you know, I noticed when you're playing, you're really tense. Like, you know, your 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 shoulders are hunched in and your your arms seem tight. Everything seems kind of tense. And I feel like you're developing a bad relationship with your instrument by doing this. And I really thought about what he said. And I realized that's true. You know, when I when I'm playing, I get really tense, especially when I'm playing at fast tempos, because I'm I'm feeling like I'm I'm buckling up for something. So that was kind of the first time I really someone actually said that to me. And, and another time where it kind of hit me um, about being relaxed when I'm playing was uh, another time in college. But this time in New York, I was going to the City College of New York and doing the jazz program there. Uh, we had this one class where everybody would uh, just get up and and play with a combo and just play free. You know, we're not playing over a song. We weren't playing anything in particular. Just play free. You know, play whatever comes out of your instrument and and just play. And I remember just going up uh, in front of the class and and playing and and just feeling no pressure, feeling very relaxed. I wasn't tied to a tempo. I wasn't tied to a form. I wasn't tied to anything really. And it was actually very therapeutic. And I, I didn't really think I was playing anything that great. You know, in my mind, I wasn't 
playing amazing over changes or anything. I was playing free. But uh, after I was done playing, the classroom opened up for comments. Some of the students could comment on what they thought about what you played and maybe if they had something to say. And one of my good friends, one of my classmates mentioned that that was the most relaxed he had ever heard me sound. And to him, it was actually quite a difference. Like he felt like because I was relaxing, it changed the way I play. And it, it almost like, you know, let this part of me, my, my full potential come out. There's this part that was kind of locked down, that was hidden down, that wasn't, that wasn't able to come out. And it was able to come out. And so those were kind of two instances in my life where that was brought to my attention is that I need to relax when I'm playing. And very much so today, I, I really try to focus on being relaxed when I'm playing. And, and in general, I do feel relaxed. And so that's kind of a first place to start, in my opinion, when you're thinking about fast tempos, is where we tend to lock up, we tend to get intense. Don't do that. You got to do the very opposite. You got to be incredibly relaxed when you play at up tempos. So that's kind of the first thing I want to say. Be relaxed, work on being relaxed. And if you're kind of intense, even just playing at easier tempos for you, if you're tensing up your body or tensing up a part of, of you that's not allowing you to play your instrument the full potential, be aware of that. The very start is just being aware of that and, and work on that even at playing tempos you're comfortable with. Because if you're not able to do that at tempos you're comfortable with, it's going to be even tougher when you're trying to do things that are um, technically aggressive. <laughs> Okay, so before I go into more methodology and application to approaching fast tempos, I want to point out a common misconception, okay? This is a common mistake a lot of people make, is they think that in order to play at fast tempos, you need to improve your technique so that you can physically play faster. And the truth is, that is just not entirely correct. Now, there is some truth in that. Like, is having great technique, is having the ability to really shred on your instrument a great thing? Yeah, of course. I mean, it it can really free you up in a lot of senses. And if you kind of want to sound like that in your playing, if you want to be able to shred over fast tempos, then that's great. You're going to want to really work on that. And if you go back to our podcast episode where we talk about playing with a metronome, we do talk about that that is one reason that we would use a metronome is to slowly build up our technical ability, our physical ability to play the instrument. And so that's a great thing. And so don't misunderstand me by saying, oh, I'm saying you don't need that at all to play fast tempos. I just mean that it's only part of it. That's just part of it. But I really think the more important side of it is your ability to perceive the time and to play rhythmically over that time. Okay. So your ability to perceive the time, like feel the time in that fast tempo and also to play rhythmically over that time. And if you have that, to me, that's way more important than being able to play with lots of chops over top of uh, of the fast tempo. So, you know, there's lots of players that actually don't have a lot of chops, you know, famous players, and they sound great over fast tempos, but they're not necessarily playing with a lot of chops. And on the other hand, there's some players that do. I'm thinking about Clifford, Bl- uh, Clifford Brown solo on Cherokee. Um, he just completely crushes that. But even he's, if you listen to that solo, he's also perceiving the time and in a certain way and he's 
playing rhythmically over that. He's just not always blowing eighth notes over top of that form. So uh, check out that solo if you want to, you know, YouTube that or, or Google that if you want to know a little bit more I'm talking about in regards to that. But the common misconception is you have to improve your technique to become physically faster on your instrument to play fast tempos. And that's really not completely true. That's only half true. So the bottom line is technique is good for a lot of things, but don't consider it your one-way ticket to playing fast tempos. Okay, so now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's go into some application. Now, the first place I would start with, and this actually really tags on to the bit I was talking about with relaxing, you know, is is, and getting into that mentality, and that is you need to subdivide to play at fast tempos, okay? So subdividing. So what do I mean by subdividing? Well, essentially we're breaking apart the time. We're breaking into a smaller pieces and, and, and actually we're simplifying. In our case, we're simplifying what the time is. So for example, pick any standard that you know really well or maybe a blues, it doesn't really matter. But, you know, think, set your metronome for a really fast tempo and then just try counting all the quarter notes. So one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. If you count like that, you're actually feeling really intense, right? It's actually really congested. Everything is clobbered up and it's hard to feel free that way. And and if you kind of think about the time that way, if that's actually how you're intellectually thinking about the time, it's actually going to be really hard to play. You're going to feel really pressured to play a lot of notes, I think. You know, that's it's not a good way to think about fast tempos. Now, try just counting on beats one and three. Set your metronome to a fast tempo and just count beats one and three. Okay, feel a little easier? Yeah, it definitely does. It feels way freer, feels way more open. Now let's go a step even further and only count on beat one of every single measure. So it's one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, but I'm only counting one. So one, 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 okay? Uh, of course, with the metronome so that you can actually hear where the other beats are. Now, if you're doing that, all of a sudden it opens it up even more, right? It feels like there's even more space and you're able to relax a little bit. And, you know, when I'm playing at fast tempos like this, this is really what I'm doing. I'm subdividing. I'm thinking about the time in in broken up pieces like this where I'm, I'm usually just counting on beats one to think about the time. And it makes it way simpler. You can tap your feet your, your foot on, on beat one, or you could just dance your head. That tends to be what I do. I, I kind of feel music in my body more, so I kind of sway my body a little bit, and that kind of helps me think about the time. Do whatever you need to do to feel that, but that's a really important place to start when you're trying to perceive the tempo, the time of these fast tempos. You, you have to start there. So you're already setting yourself up for a ton of success if you practice feeling the time subdivided okay so just try beats one of every measure or try every other beat whatever works for you but you need to try to slow down the feeling of the time right it's all about slowing down the feeling of the time make the time feel slower to you okay so moving on the next point i want to make and we'll get more into subdividing in a way in a second but the next point i want to make is you can't play the same way you play at other tempos okay so that's that that's another common misconception again if you're if you're going with that frame of mind that it's all about technique and just you know being able to physically play faster then you're going to have that mindset well i can play just all the same licks and lines and things i normally do over these really fast tempos well no you that's not necessarily true 
Uh, you know, especially if you're playing at really rapid tempos, it could be incredibly hard to actually do that. And and the person that really drove this home for me is uh, Peter Bernstein, um, guitarist Peter Bernstein. We've had him as a guest on this podcast before. Um, he, he was one of my teachers and he really brought that to my attention is that, you know, you can't just be expecting yourself to play everything that you normally would play or the way you would normally feel the time over top of these fast tempos. You have to play a little bit differently. So that's something really important to think about. And, you know, someone who really is is also a great example of, of playing differently over fast tempos and someone who I would say isn't actually a very chopsy player is the guitarist Jim Hall. Um, I hope you've heard Jim Hall before. But let's just take a really quick listen to Jim Hall's solo on The Bridge, on Sonny Rollins' uh, album The Bridge, the song The Bridge. It's actually a really fast tempo solo, but he actually completely, uh, you know, he, he doesn't play really fast, essentially. He kind of breaks up the time. He's definitely subdividing. And he's not necessarily just playing eighth notes over top of everything. So just so you can get an idea of what I'm talking about, let's listen to this, uh, a part of this solo really quickly. So that was actually his whole solo, and I love that solo. Um, he really doesn't feel like he has to play eighth notes over all of the changes. In fact, he hardly does it all. Every once in a while, he'll play a really fast line and and then just leave it at that. But a lot of the time, he's just expressing ideas over the time. He's kind of floating over the time, playing longer tones over the time, half notes and such. He's not feeling bogged down to that, but is it an interesting solo? It's incredibly interesting. I love the space that he puts in the solo. I love how he develops the solo. It's really masterful. And and Jim Hall has never really been considered a player that has uh, immense chops, but he is considered to have immense musicality and great melodicism in his solos. And he also has a lot of rhythmic elements in that solo. So when 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 he's playing over top of this, he's not just trying to perceive these eighth note lines, you know, gliding over the time like he would at a medium uh, tempo. No, he's 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 breaking it apart. He's 
playing different ideas. He's playing longer tones over the time. And guess what? It works. It sounds really good. So you can't just be playing the things that you normally play. Now, you don't have to play just like Jim Hall. You can play eighth notes. And if you have lots of chops, then great. Go ahead and take advantage of it and use it. You know, however you want to sound. It's all about how you want to sound as a musician, ultimately. But the point is, is that Jim Hall was able to play at that blazing fast tempo on the bridge and still sound amazing and still create a really expressive solo. So you have to be discovering for yourself, how am I going to express the time and how am I going to express rhythm over the tempo? Okay, how am I going to express my musical ideas over a fast tempo like that? And it doesn't always have to mean playing fast, as in playing lots of eighth notes or triplets. Now... With all of this in mind so far, okay, subdividing, being, you know, feeling the tempo in your body a different way, slowing the down the time, making yourself feel like the time is slower, and also not playing all the ideas that you normally play over slower tempos, keeping these things in mind, I have an exercise for you I want you to do. This is kind of something that you can take home and practice um, and spend some time with. And I think this is going to really help you start to do this. It, this exercise actually helps you do a lot of other things too. It actually helps you rhythmically. It, it helps you maybe play longer lines if you struggle with that, if you struggle with playing more elongated lines. But really, I think this helps us start to work on playing time and 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 thinking about playing different rhythmic elements over time. So the exercise goes as this, and I will have this detailed in your show notes if you're on the website, so be sure to check that out. But what you're going to do, you have two choices. You can either play free, meaning you can play whatever notes you want. Don't worry about sticking to a song. And maybe if you're a little bit more of a beginner at this, this might be a good place to start. And you can also take a tune that you know, and a good one would be a blues, perhaps, or just another jazz standard that you're already really comfortable playing. And what you're going to do, you're going to set a metronome. Um, As I have said in our metronome episode, I like to have the default beats on beats two and four. But, um, you know, again, you can have the metronome set up however you want. And pick a really comfortable tempo. In fact, pick a slower tempo. Don't do a fast tempo. Now, this is where you might be a little confused. Why Why is he doing that? Well, what we're actually training ourselves to do is to play faster over slower tempos. So it's kind of like this opposite approach. You know, how can we play triplet eighths and maybe even 16th notes over slower tempos? So let me, let me back up though. And again, we have our metronome set for a comfortable medium tempo. And what I want you to do If you're playing over a song, then the first chorus of that song, you're just going to play half notes. And if you're playing free, just play half notes and don't worry about a form. But if you're playing over a song, half notes through that entire first chorus, that entire first time through the form. And this presents some other challenges as well as how do you outline the harmony of the song just playing half notes. So that can also be a challenge and and benefit you in other arenas if you're playing too. So just go ahead, play only half notes through that first chorus. Now, when you come around to the second chorus, you're just going to play quarter notes, okay? Don't play any other rhythmic variations, just quarter notes, all right? So quarter notes through the entire next chorus, and then when the the following chorus comes around, then you're going to play eighth notes. Now, you could actually play triplet quarters as well. That would be another good idea. Um, If you're not comfortable with playing those and still keeping time right away, go ahead and just go straight to eighth notes. 
So you could add that one if you'd like. So you play eighth notes, just eighth notes, through the entire rest of that next chorus. After that, you go ahead and you play triplet eighths. And if you really have the chops to do it, the following chorus, you can play 16th notes, okay? So this is a real challenge here because it's actually causing you to do a lot of things at once, but it's it's causing you to feel the time differently by playing different values of notes. You know, half notes, those are longer notes. Uh, they, they're in longer in time than quarter notes. So you're slowly breaking down the notes to smaller values so that they're, they're, they sound quicker, right? So this helps you feel differently over the time. And you can also start with whole notes if you'd like. Just play whole notes with your metronome on over an entire chorus or just playing free. And by doing that, you're feeling the time in the background, but able to feel playing these different notes, these different amounts of beats over top of that time. Now, how is this going to help you play fast? Well, it goes back to that Jim Hall solo. Hear what he was doing. He's really playing longer notes over fast tempos. He's not feeling constrained, but the reason he's able to do that is he's able to still keep time while he's doing that. He doesn't need eighth notes or or even quarter notes to actually stick to that. So he has this rhythmic freedom about him. And doing this exercise will also help you with rhythmic freedom and then just being able to feel that time. Okay, it's what I said before. It's not all about technique and playing faster. It's about feeling the time and being able to feel rhythm over that time, different kinds of rhythms. Okay, so does that exercise make sense to you? Start with half notes or whole notes and then go to quarter notes and then go to eighth notes and then go to eighth note triplets. And if you can, do 16th notes and do that through a form of a song or just by playing free. That's a great place to start, to start working on some of this, to start applying some of this stuff. Right, that's all for our show today. I want to thank you so much for listening. Thanks so much for joining us. And I want to hear from you. How do you approach fast tempos and how do you practice playing at fast tempos? If you're on the website, you can go to the comment section and leave us a comment below. And remember that if you got value out of today's show, consider adding value back. You can go ahead and click the support button if you're on the website or you can go to learnjazzstandards.com slash support and leave us a donation there. We're going to be coming out with episode 23 of the LGS podcast next week. We'll see you then. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.